From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up Presents uh, with Danny Fleck in his weekly spot. Hello, Danny. How's it going? Uh, welcome to Unprecedented Times. Um, you can watch a whole lot of documentaries on ESPN and ESPN2. You can watch... Um, some UFC from uh, from Brazil. Uh, ESPN Plus is offering some very niche sports. Um, for somebody as invested in sports as you, what is this like? It's been tough, right? It's a unique situation. Something that I don't think I've ever found myself in. Waking up on a day, now what, day three? You know, we had Thursday, Friday, Saturday um, now of, of no sports on TV. And, uh, you know, I was texting one of my buddies this morning. I was like, I woke up this morning. I didn't know what to do. Um, you know, I usually wake up on Saturday, watch a little soccer, watch the sports center, then get ready for the college plate of, of games, whether it's basketball or football, whatever it may be. Um, and that does not feasible right now, and it won't be for the foreseeable future, so it's a weird situation, it sucks, it's, you know, again, as a big sports fan, you are as well, it consumes a lot of our free time, um, whether that, you know, watching at night, going out and socializing, uh, gathering together with friends for certain events, you know, it's something that at least in my life, it's always been on or, or part of the, the fabric of a lot of situations, and that's just not the case right now. And it's, it's hard to understand how we've gotten here, why we're here, uh, and what it looks like, because, you know, I keep telling people at work that I work with that I manage, I keep telling, you know, people that I, I'm, I talk to on a daily basis, like, this is not like a weather event or a, a natural disaster or anything like that. You can kind of timeline things and, and say, you know, that for two weeks or a week or whatever it may be, things might not be the way we want them to be, but as soon as we can get things back up and running, we'll be good. That's not the case here. It, it's 30 days, two months, whatever it is, and that is, those are just estimates. Those could change depending on a lot of what we see come through the next couple of days. So it's been tough, and it's hard not knowing when we might see a resolution. Uh, you live in Boston. Um, the Red Sox are such a fabric part of this city. And as you sit here right now, not knowing when the Red Sox are next going to play, not knowing when the Bruins are next going to play, not knowing when the Celtics are next going to play, um, it's got to be weird, but especially there's something about Boston and the Boston Red Sox that for some reason just seems to keep that city going and just seems to be the, the, the um, daily we're okay force that keeps Boston going. It's got to be very weird to not know when the Red Sox are next going to suit up. Yeah, I mean, any of those sports uh, are... Are gone. I'll, mean, I'll start over again, sorry about that. All those sports are gone, and it's a situation, too, where we find ourselves in. They, they canceled the marathon or postponed it. That's a big fabric, you know, of the spring here in Boston. Um, the, the opening day, the playoffs coming around, all those 
uh, events are going to be taking place in some way, shape, or form in, in the Boston area. And now we don't know when that's going to happen. You know, baseball is probably going to be the one sport out of all of them right now that's going on or going to be going on that will be least affected, I think, just understanding the timeline of those situations and when their season starts. And they have a little more flexibility within their schedule to begin with, you know, to withstand a little delay, um, whether it's trimming games or uh, less off days or less travel, whatever it may be. Um, but it's tough, you know, on a nice spring day as you're starting to get, get to that point in the year, you want that opportunity to, to be able to go out, walk around, like I mentioned, you know, sports are a big part of, like, socializing and, and gathering, and that's not really an option right now for anybody. Danny Flecka here on Teeing It Up. Um, ESPN Plus has the most international rights of any of these big streaming services. They have a big UFC fight from Brazil this afternoon, and then... They are offering, this is all on ESPN Plus, Super Rugby between the Juarez or Jaguares and the Highlanders. I don't know where that is taking place. And then Australian women's soccer at 10.25 p.m. Are you so desperate, Danny Flecker, that you will watch UFC rugby or women's soccer? Uh, from Australia and having no idea what the quality of, of any of that's going to be? So I'm not, just because, like you just mentioned, I don't know what I'm getting myself into and don't know any of like the backdrops or familiarity with what's going on. And I think that's another big thing about the sports, right, is that familiarity, uh, that bond, that uh, the gambling perspective, you know, now it's becoming more prevalent, that you see that, that draws the people and keeps the people entertained and not knowing a lot of that stuff is almost like watching nothing at all right so to me I'd rather just figure out some other way to entertain myself for the next couple of weeks than to get ingrained or, or waste time or whatever it is in learning something that may not ever be part of my life moving forward after you know I get my regular programming back so for me it's sitting it out until I get what it is that I I get the word subscribe to is back, and until that point, you know, i got to figure out other ways to keep myself entertained. Uh, you unfortunately, your words, not mine, uh, had to sit through the Bachelor uh, finale this past week. I'm not going to make you talk about the Bachelor, but for folks out there uh, who are looking for alternative programming, would you recommend it? No, I would not, <laughs> because the season already is over, and it was pretty terrible, to be honest with you. Um, I'm sure there's enough programming on all of the streaming services to keep yourself at the same for a certain period of time, um, but that is one show I would not recommend. Did you see Frozen 2 in theaters when it first came out? I did not, know. It's coming to Disney Plus tomorrow. Will you take that dive? How desperate are you for content right now? I don't know if that's on the top of my list, to be honest with you. Um, there's other stuff that I've probably been putting off that I'll, I'll get to, um, but that's definitely not at the top of the list. Uh, but yes, Disney Plus coming to U.S. Uh, uh, customers uh, three months ahead of schedule tomorrow, uh, Sunday, uh, March 15th. All right. Let's actually look at one thing that might happen here, which is NFL free agency. Now, we're waiting on these CBA results, which are due tonight at midnight Eastern. 
Um, that's when voting ends. I have no idea when the NFLPA is going to announce this. But free agency is still scheduled to open with the new league year on Wednesday, which will be very interesting because I think for you in Boston, it's the thing you don't want to talk about that may become literally what anybody wants to talk about, which is where TB12 goes. Um, has that where, is, is that where Boston sports has pivoted now to the one thing they can latch onto for the moment, which is NFL free agency potentially starting? Yeah, I think that's the one storyline or the one event that's going on right now that's real. Um, everything else right now is a hypothetical. You know, when will the seasons get back into swing, in the swing of things? When will we get live sports again? Those are all hypotheticals. The NFL is not, at least as of this moment. You know, things for them right now are not changing. Um, they were still holding free track visits as early as on Friday. Um, you know, there were some free agents. Uh, moved uh, as far as like the franchise tag was concerned the last couple of hours um, as well. So those are things that are real and are happening right now and will be at least until the NFL makes a change or, or adjust the schedule, whatever it may be. I don't see them uh, pushing back the start of the league year or the free agency. I think that that is really separate of what's going on right now. Um, but the draft is one of those things that could be impacted, and we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But as far as free agency is concerned, as of right now, we're looking at uh, Monday, right, the 16th, yeah. as being that start. And we're going to see some, some things going on, and that's going to be what the new cycle is really going to be, because it's the only thing that's actually happening right now. Matthew Slater's off the market. He signed a two-year contract extension. Um to stay with the Pats, and my belief, my long belief, is that he will be the next special teamer uh, to get into the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's had just one heck of a career playing for the Pats. Um, one thing that I find interesting, and I'm trying to uh, find this, the Jags yesterday, I believe it was the Jags, hold on a second, Yes, the Titans, sorry, released Ryan Suckup, the kicker. If I'm a whole bunch of teams that need a quality kicker, I would go after Ryan Suckup. I really like this guy, and I think he's going to be really good for whoever picks him up. Yeah, he had a bad year last year because of injuries and, and never was really able to get over them. Uh, and the Titans, we saw for a number of games, weren't even attempting extra points or kicks or field goals or anything like that. Um, and he was an integral part to their team before he got hurt. So, you know, he's one of those guys that um, would be a, a decent pickup for some teams that we saw struggle last year, potentially in the kicking game. So uh, I think the Titans just saw that they had a lot of money invested in, in an asset that wasn't really giving them the return. And uh, kicking seems to be one of those positions in football that in general, too, like people are a little bit not quicker to pull the plug on. Uh, for whatever reason. So, you know, there are teams out there that are going to be looking for somebody like him, and the Jets are probably one of them. Um, the Giants could be another one, another team that looks at somebody like that. Uh, just a strong veteran presence that can help out and solidify that position. So we'll see what happens with him. But, you know, the Titans just weren't able to get anything out of him last year due to injuries. Um, all right. Uh, I have no idea if you've been following this closely. I have, I have not. Were any of the franchise or people who are not franchised surprised uh, to you? 
Yeah, so we saw what Hunter Henry get it. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe got it from the Jags. Um, Justin Simmons, I think, was a was a surprise. I think from the Denver Broncos. Uh, you know, he was a guy that's really come on to the scene the last like year or two. Um, that was a surprise to me, just given the Broncos. Um, they developed a lot of good defensive players over the years, so I'm surprised they're investing into that position to say um, that that's what direction they want to go in. But that might have been the biggest surprise. But a lot of these teams are using this franchise tag, which I hate, as a band-aid solution to potentially find uh, a long-term deal. And I think it just gives way too much leverage to the team, and it's really disappointing to see that you're unable to come to deals with these players, and then you're just really prolonging the inevitable, and that the poor player might not be able to capitalize at the same point in time the next time he's able to, which is which is detrimental, I think, to the overall growth and health of the league. You want these players to be able to have the opportunity to capitalize on the skills that they have available to them at that point in time, and I know, you know, Signing anybody to a contract is a gamble just because, again, you're paying for a past performance. You don't know what's going to happen as far as motivation once that player gets paid. Um, but, you know, the flip side to that is that, that the player might not be able to return um, to the level of play that he was prior to getting tagged. So um, that's what these tags are for. You know, a lot of times, too, these tags then allow a team to trade the player and get compensation for it. And that's what we're probably seeing with Yannick and Gothway. You know, he's come out and said, I don't want to play here anymore. Um, and he doesn't have the opportunity to, to sign with whoever he wants. He has the liberty of the team. And I, I just think that the tag is huge for that model. Um, but unfortunately, it's not going to go away. All right. Um, we're talking with Danny Fleck here on Teeing It Up Presents. Let's, let's now move to other stuff because I, I think this is wild. Are, uh, right now, there is, uh, sorry, three hours ago, somebody posted this, a golf writer. The line outside of a Costco in the general Tampa area where there was an argument. This, this was like 20 minutes before it opened. The line was around the block, and there were arguments over who was first in line and who should get in. Some of this grocery store stuff, I understand that you need to take proper precautions for coronavirus, but... Why toilet paper, and why are we fighting over spots in line? Shouldn't we be coming together? This has gotten rather wild. I am in the firm belief that we as a society and as a human race cannot handle mass hysteria or preparation to this type of situation. And it's pretty obvious, right? A lot of things that we've seen throughout the last couple of weeks have been reactive rather than being proactive, and it's like okay, well, we don't have the plans in place, or we had these restrictions, or we had this and that. From a, a grocery shopping perspective, you know, I went to Trader Joe's yesterday um, just to grab a couple of things. Thankfully, I went to Costco last week and stocked up on some stuff that I had run out of. You know, it wasn't me hoarding. I, you know, had run out of things, so I went in and got them. And I look over to the people in line to me, next to me yesterday, and I see carts full of stuff. Uh, I see carts full of bottles of wine, and it, to me, it's like, what are you? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think that nothing is ever going to be put back on the shelves? Do you think that we're never going to see, you know, a, a bottle of wine again or toilet paper again? 
it's just it's insane honestly i just don't know obviously i don't know what those those people's situations are you know what their family's life is like etc so i'm just painting a broad brush in that sense but it's just like whatever you're taking you're you're preventing other people from getting as well so yes you might be okay but other people might not be and do you really need a hundred rolls of toilet paper for the next three weeks Chances are, if you need that much toilet paper, you have some other issues going on that you probably should have had checked out. So, um, it's, it's absurd. People, I think, also have do a bad job of analyzing what their situation is. You know, if you're two people like me and my girlfriend, we live together. We have the proper goods necessary for us to survive for a month. And that's what we need right now. And if we have to make adjustments, we'll make adjustments. But people don't know how to do that. And what you end up seeing is that not only is this virus creating issues within society as a whole, you know, from like a socializing perspective, it also brings out the worst in people. And that's what we're seeing right now because at the end of the day, people are always going to be looking out for themselves. Yep. From an NBC News uh, employee, just spoke with a neighbor who works for a major toilet paper, tissue paper towel manufacturer, says he can no longer bring products home for himself and of the hoarding quote, it's crazy, sooner or later people will decide they have enough, we're waiting for market saturation, unquote. Um, yeah, that's, I think some people will quickly realize that they uh, overreacted when it came to toilet paper. Um, but the thing is too, it's like, where do you put all that stuff? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, like, there's only a finite amount of space that you have in your house. You can't keep it outside. You know, what, like, what do you do? It's just, I don't know. It's tough. You know, like I, like I said, I went out last week and got some stuff. I went out yesterday and just got some stuff we needed for, for the next week or so. And it, it came to a point where I was like, we don't have any more space for anything. We need to eat what we have and use what we have before we even think about getting anything else because there's just nowhere to put it. Um, and again, I just don't think people think like that. They just think like, I need as much as I can get right now because I don't know what's going to happen. And I hope we're not at a point in our in economy and just in general um, that we have to worry about where we're going to be getting stuff. Um, I don't think we're in that bad of shape, but that's what people think and that's what we're seeing. Yeah, it is uh, wild. Danny Flecka, Teeing It Up, uh, presents in his weekly spot. Um, I hope we get to talk about sports soon. I hope you're back on the show soon, but I don't think anybody knows when any of their recurring guests are going to be back on the show. And it's going to be fascinating to see what shape these players are in in all these sports and how well they've kept themselves in shape. Um, and especially in the case of baseball, if you eliminate spring training and have a really sped up spring training how many obliques and hamstrings and stupid strains are we going to see from guys who decided to sit on the couch and do nothing during this stretch rather than doing something it's going to be i mean any anybody who's involved in fantasy anything right now besides football is in a really interesting spot i have no idea where we're going on this story yeah and i think i saw the yankees Specifically, we're like, we want to stay. Yeah. Um, yep, they voted you. I don't know. They voted unanimously to stay in Tampa together. Yeah, so I don't know what other teams are doing. Uh, you know, I think, I think the biggest thing in this situation here from, like, a public health perspective is 
identifying, obviously, as fast as we can, the people that are infected and making sure that those people aren't going out and doing anything. Now, the Yankees are self-imposing, okay, we're all clean, there's nothing wrong here, we can survive, we can get the, the stuff that we need to live, we can still train, we can be together, we can build that camaraderie, whatever it is, and no one there is compromised. It's not the worst thing in the world, right? Because if they were to go out and go back home and go someplace and live their life normally, outside of this, the bubble that they're trying to create, they could actually be putting themselves at a higher risk of, of, uh, of infection or uh, of getting it. So yeah. the move that they're making actually isn't a terrible one, and if you really want to think about it, they decided to self-contain. They understand that no one on that team has it as of right now, right? Obviously, that could change uh, as testing becomes more prevalent and everything else like that. But at that moment, they're all good. This is actually not a terrible move by them. I think it's actually a really smart one because they're limiting their exposure to only the people in that room that they know that they're clean, and they have the opportunity to continue doing what it is that they were doing to stay in shape, train, et cetera. So... To me, it's not a terrible idea or a terrible move at all. And it's going to be very interesting. And as we go forward, guys like Aaron Judge, who were shut down, uh, guys like James Paxton, who is not going to be back until May anyway, suddenly this changes the way teams and lineups and all this stuff come from anybody who had experienced injuries in any sport. You're basically having a timeout either in your season or in the offseason um, and it, it may totally change things. I was asked on a radio show yesterday what I thought this meant for Tiger. And I said, I don't know when golf's going to resume, but right now it's a help because he wasn't ready to go. So uh, a, a lot of different things could happen here. Danny Flecka, thank you, as always, for coming on Teeing It Up Presents. Thank you, my man. You have a great day. You got it, and thank you all for listening.